Hey everybody, this is Jay, and uh, you're listening to the TV Zone Podcast Part 2 episode of the Golden Gold nominations as myself and Christian is joined by fellow for Frodo Podcast co-host Trevor as we kind of finish up um, talking about the Golden Globe nominations, mainly about the movies. So we're going to go right into where we're continuing our conversation about the Golden Globes. Oh, wow, you got notes and everything. This is awesome. I do, because you know what? She wanted me to guide this show. so That's awesome. So, uh, up next is Best Director. And this one, uh, this yeah, I don't know if you've heard people bitch about these nominations, but this is one people are bitching about. Mm-hmm. Um, nominees for Best Director are Bong Joon-ho for Parasite, and you know, normally I would say that name with like skepticism, but I just kind of rolled through it. You know? Yeah, usually <laughs> it's like Bong Joon-ho. Joon-ho. No, it's you just, you just it's not it. it's not a name like Hildur Gonanadator. Oh my gosh, there's so many umlauts and shit. I don't even know what that is. I've never seen that accent, Martin. It looks like a bird flying. It over. does. It looks like a like a cross or a. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Okay. Pardon me. Bong Joon-ho for Parasite, Sam Mendes for 1917, Todd Phillips for Joker, Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, and Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Anybody? Any thoughts? Wow, you added the ellipses. That was nice. That was like a verbal ellipses where you paused. Uh, Now, first of all, I haven't seen... Uh, Parasite or 1917 yet, but I have seen Joker, Irishman, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and those three are definitely, I mean, it's, I've heard a lot of great things about Parasite 1917, but I know that Joker, The Irishman, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are mm-hmm. amazing, so I'm very excited to see that, so I get, that is such a stacked category. I, it is. I have no idea where it's going to go. Where I'd like it to go is probably to Martin Scorsese for The Irishman. But if I had a close second, I'd probably shoot for Quentin Tarantino. But they might just go for Bong Joon-ho or Todd Phillips because... You really don't know. I know. I mean, I like to assume that I know. And I like my assumption. But I don't know. What'd you say? I mean... Well, I'll let Jay speak. Jay, who do you think think will win this thing? Um, I mean... Because, well, let's see. I haven't seen Joker yet. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I felt I felt like, bad not seeing Parasite, but yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that either. So, um, 1917 doesn't come out to freaking Christmas. I yeah, can't I wait. I bet it's marvelous. I think it. it I I love it already. But and, it's gonna be so loud. So, oh yeah, it, it's. Uh, I, I I gotta go. I gotta go with Tarantino. You think Tarantino? Yeah, I just have to because you know, I mean, I mean, with the Golden Globes, you know, they always kind of do some weirdness. Who knows? Maybe they will just give it to uh, Sam Mendes or something here. But the Oscars, you know, they eat up you know anything that deals with Hollywood. Even though this kind of spews off into some a few tangents or whatnot, but it's still. Hollywood at a certain time, and they love that type of stuff. Well, I I do have a thought about that, and I will save it toward the end. 
Mm-hmm. But I, I do have a thought. But I will I will wait. Um, well, so there is something that people have been bitching about with this category. Go get your phone. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll, I'll I'll just rant and you can listen. All right. Um, people have been bitching because of the lack of women. Yes, and mind you, okay, like. I really love The Farewell. I think it's terrific. In fact, I would have given Lulu, or I would have given Todd Phillips' slot to Lulu Wang. Because I, I love that movie so much. But at the same time, though, I love, well, I've seen four of the five. I love those four movies, and I know that Sam Mendes' movie yeah. is impressive because it's filmed in one shot. Like, that in itself is really cool to think about. A war movie filmed in one shot. That sounds spectacular. Um, what people were really upset about, though, and I find this funny, is the la- like the fact that Greta Gerwig was not nominated yeah, for but... Little Women, mm-hmm. which I hear it's an amazing movie. I hear that the trailers are underselling it, and it's really something special. But what's funny is, you know, people on Twitter, which I don't have... Um, you know, they're like, oh, fuck you for not nominating Little Women. It, yeah. You haven't seen it. <laughs> You're just going off of the word of mouth. Like, I mean, you haven't seen it. And, like, again, though, the four the four nominees that I have seen have really done something marvelous. Mm-hmm. So, like, and I don't know. I personally, I'm saying it now, when we get to Oscar morning and they unveil those nominations, Todd Phillips is not going to be up there. You think so? I don't think so. I don't know. They, they, you know I think the Oscars have been trying to reel people in for a while, according, like, you know, for the last two or three years, really. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, I'll even go back to say that I think that whole envelope thing was staged. I think that was just so they can get more viewers. <laughs> That's true. They, they really, they sold that as a big fuck up. And, you know, people are still, <laughs> we won't ever forget that moment. Yeah, people, <laughs> yeah. it's so stupid as an envelope, but it was the big award. Mm-hmm. And they fucked it up it's, so royally. It had to be fake. As soon as that happened, I was like, they're just trying to reel people back in. Now everyone watches it just in case, like, oh, what if they do it again? Oh, I want to watch it. Yeah, more. exactly. They did it. Want to be the first one to tweet? I about did it. think it was really funny. They got Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway back up there. <laughs> yeah, that was like <laughs> the year after. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the reason why I say no Todd Phillips is the same reason why. Now, mind you, remember last year's Best Picture winner? I do. Probably not. <laughs> I do not. I, I like the movie. You know, last year's Best Picture winner was Green Book. And, you know, somebody... I, I liked it more than others. It's so much so, I wasn't even upset when it won Best Picture, just because it wasn't the worst choice. Um, there was others. There were others. Um, the thing about that was, you know, Green Book was nominated at every award show. You know, Peter Farrelly for Best Director... And I just kept thinking to myself, this isn't going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Dumb and Dumber more than Green Book. I love Kingpin more than Green Book. That's I love so There's Something About Mary more than Green Book. But That's they so don't. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know damn well that they don't. And that's why I knew damn well in my mind they couldn't possibly nominate the man who made those movies, Hall Pass, Dumb and Dumber 2, Osmosis Jones. They were not going to nominate well, him. Well, maybe Osmosis Jones. <laughs> Yeah. Terrific animation work, yeah. really. But they were not going to nominate him for Best Director, and guess what? They didn't. You know, like, they didn't do it. So so, 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 so basically what you're saying is Todd Phillips is going to pay for doing The Hangover. Yes, The Hangover. They, they never forget school, shit like that. Road Trip. Look at Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, star of Gigi, Daredevil, Pearl Harbor... They weren't going to have it. And that's why he wasn't nominated for Best Director. Even though they loved his movie so damn much, they gave it Best Picture. Now, I think Joker is terrific. I love it. But, Todd Phillips, I'm sorry. Your slot is going to the Golden Globe snubbed Noah Baumbach for Marriage Story or... If Natalie Portman gets up on stage again and says, here are all of the male nominees, Greta uh, Gerwig will take the spot. <laughs> Which is funny, because Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig are a couple. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And you know, people actually thought, oh, those two are going to go up against each other in Best Director. No. Not this time, but maybe at the Oscars. And you know what else happened the last time Natalie Portman did that sort of thing? I love her. Don't get me wrong. But Martin McDonough was not nominated for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. We all, oh, God. Because that was a, that was a rough of this house. that. Yep. So, well, or you could blame Paul Thomas Anderson. But, and I love Paul Thomas Anderson. Actually, I have both of their movies. They're sitting right, up, right up on our wall. Um, but, yeah. But, but I, I just thought about something. So, okay. okay. Um, maybe you can fill me in. Because I'm not sure. But, when did Greta Gerwig become the end-all, be-all for a women directors? Was it Lady Bird? Lady Bird. Lady Bird was it. Yeah. And, that, that's, when she be, that's when she became, but are you trying to tell me that she's a better director than, uh, what's her name? I'm not trying to tell you that. I'm uh, telling you that who Twitter. Are you, who are you going to say? Catherine Bigelow? Yes. Yeah. Are you and trying to you, say she's a better director than thing, her? People, I don't think I don't remember people bitching this much when Catherine Bigelow wasn't nominated for Zero Dark Thirty. I think they latched on to the alliteration in her name. Greta Gerwig. <laughs> That's why they, they, no one yeah, can forget but, it. I'll tell you, you know what? Last year was a pretty weak year for movies. And to me, the movie that I thought was the movie that I thought was better than any of the movies nominated for Best Picture was Can You Ever Forgive Me? Directed by uh, Mariel Heller. She made uh, this year's uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, which I'll talk about in, a, in the next category. Um, but I didn't, like, I was, I feel like she could have easily have been up there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they chose all dudes. Like, but that's the thing, though. It's like some movies have better campaigns. Some movies are bigger contenders. And I thought Little Women would be one of those. But if it wasn't, it's not a matter of that. They just didn't campaign well enough. When they announced <laughs> the Joker movie and they were like, oh, it's going to be with Joaquin Phoenix, I thought that was going to be amazing. But I was like, I don't know who all I'm going to be able to talk to about this. Yeah. But literally everyone and their mother has seen Joker at least once or twice, except for you. Except for 
But, you know, everyone else has seen it. It's well, my like, mother hasn't seen it. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know about my mom either. Maybe my whole comment is just out the window. Well, but. no, I mean, a lot of people have seen people it. People just suck yeah, that movie people. off. And for a movie as critically divisive as it is, I feel like it's being targeted because it's critically de- divisive, but I also feel like it's only that way so then, you know, I feel like when it came out, people were afraid that, violent things were going to be happen if you see it but yeah. at the same time yeah, the, once you the, the actually see the movie if you, don't see you know otherwise like it's not really a you know promotion for violence it's you know treat people right and they won't go fucking crazy and yeah. <laughs> and kill <laughs> I mean, that's really... um but yeah i i love joker i i think it should be nominated for best picture um but uh, who else? Let me think. Yeah, like I don't know. I people, you can't really judge Little Women until you've seen it. You're just kind. Of, I mean, mind you, they could. You talk about the 1994 version. I love that movie. <laughs> no, that's the second 1994 version reference. And you know, that's another thing. It's like. Greta Gerwig's made a movie that's been made five times already. That sort of thing shows. Like, you can't... For as good as Lady Bird is, it's it's a poor man's Edge of Seventeen. In a weird way. (laughs) Edge of Seventeen did beat them to the punch. I know. I actually do prefer Lady Bird. I don't. But I love the Edge of Seventeen. Chantel's about the other day. She... I, I... Well, I think Lady Bird's excellent. But at the same time, it's been done before. And you know... Just because she's a woman doesn't mean that she should be up there. Yeah, just because she's a woman doesn't mean that she's a good... You know who else was snubbed? Oh, God. Elizabeth Banks for Charlie's Angels. Where is her nomination? She's a woman. (laughs) She's a woman and she made a movie. Like, I mean, people, you have to realize how ridiculous it sounds. Like, all five of these nominees, I'm sure, are worthy. I say I'm sure... Because I know that four out of five of them are, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen. It would be nice to see Tarantino go up there, though. Uh, I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna be happy as long as it's Martin Scorsese or Quentin Tarantino. Either way, I'm gonna be happy because all the movies are good. But I'm gonna be I'll jump out of my seat if it's one of them too. I think it's Martin Scorsese's. I think it's his year too. I think People it's Martin Scorsese's. Too. We love the movie. He's only won one somehow. Did you see? Did you see the uh, what was it? The statistic that Netflix came out with about about the Irishman, yeah. like twenty four million accounts watched it within the first week. We were all like, holy. We were shit. all whacking off to that movie before it even came. I know we watched, we, like twice in the, <laughs> we watched it twice in that week. I want. Uh, I can't wait to see it again. I think it's marvelous, but I think it'll be Quinn or I think it'll be Martin Scorsese's, and I'll explain why toward the end. Um, toward the end of the show, but mm-hmm. um. I don't think Quentin Tarantino is going home empty-handed that night. Oh, yeah. He'll, if so, you catch so, my drift. I think he will get the screenplay at least. Uh, yeah, I, I believe so as well. He also he did a radio interview yesterday where he mm-hmm. talked about Kill Bill 3. I know. Yeah, he had, <gasps> he had dinner with Uma Thurman, and they were talking about it. Because he's like, you're still in great shape. You know, like, we could just do this. We could fucking he's like, do it. He's, and he even said, he, he was like, I didn't want to do it because I didn't have an idea. And he's like, now I have an idea. So he said, it's definitely possible is what he yeah. said. I'm like, oh. I know. I know. I think it'd be – if that – I mean, I wouldn't want that uh, – nah. I don't want him to ever stop making movies. So I know. But really, it will be the last one. That's what sucks. So he Supposedly. Says, yeah. Um, 
Okay. Anybody else any final thoughts on Best Director? No. I'm good. Okay. All right. So Best Supporting Actor. Okay. We have Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes. Al Pacino for The Irishman. Joe Pesci for The Irishman. And Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's a good list. <laughs> yeah, it's too good. It's stacked, too. It is good. Um, once again, I am unable to speak for the two popes. Um, if anybody was snubbed here, I stand by this, and I I get that there's like a genre bias thing, but it's a showcase for actors, and they're really terrific in it. Oh. Um, but I'm referring to Willem Dafoe for The Lighthouse. Um... Remember earlier I made reference to Susan Lucci? I my theory here is that they really didn't want to Susan Lucci Willem Dafoe um, in that I've he, never heard Susie Wilchie used as a verb. Susan Lucci. Susan Lucci. So Susan Lucci. Cindy Lou Who. I guess I'll I guess I'll fill you all in on this. Susan Lucci was like a soap opera star, and she was nominated every year at the Emmys and never fucking won. Like, they nominate her every fucking time for, like, 20 years. That's like what and happened they, to Jason Alexander. Yeah, yeah, it's dirty. It's always wrong. lost the fucking Niles. And I love it. But that's just fucked up shit. But Willem Dafoe, had he been nominated here, this would have been his third year in a row at the Golden Globes. And mind you, I think this is better than both of the performances he's done the last two years. It is. At Eternity's Gate... And the Florida Project, which I loved him dearly in both. But I guess they think, well, it's kind of a horror movie, and eh, we don't want to Susan Lucci him, so we'll just we'll leave him off We'll the let horror. him down easy. Yeah, we'll let him down easy. But if anything, I think he should certainly be up there. Um, I think Shia LaBeouf is terrific oh my gosh. in The Peanut Butter Falcon a movie people didn't really see. I have always been the number one Shia LaBeouf fan, it feels like. like I've, I've always been on Team Shia. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we were both looking forward to that movie so much. And we went and saw it, and it was it, it was magical. For such a, I mean, for yeah. such a small story, mm-hmm. he, I mean, because obviously he has to carry most of that movie. Not saying his counterpart. And he uh, was great, too. Yeah, he was, he was actually really Where good. Where is his nomination? Yeah, he's a guy. Yeah, but he was wonderful. And, no, like, he, he was pretty he's good. He's a guy. It, it, was his, it was his first, you know, yeah, first I mean, time doing it. And if you can stand up next to Shia LaBeouf, I mean... Shia LaBeouf is so good in that movie. Everyone, everyone thinks Shia LaBeouf from Transformers, but they don't remember anything. He's he's such a good, like, actor. Shia like, LaBeouf was in Transformers, then he went mental, and now he's just great and special. Yeah. And I... I love him. He fixed himself. I'm looking forward to Honey Boy. <laughs> um, but, Jay, do you have any thoughts? Um, this is a tough category. Uh, just just based off names alone, it's like, it's tough. But all when you see the performances, yeah, I mean, the, let's see, the only ones I haven't seen as far as performance-wise is Anthony Hopkins, Two Popes, and of course Tom Hanks, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But those other Everybody, three. <laughs> yeah, it's, but if if I had to pick, I would say Joe Pesci. I I feel that. Yeah, I 
Chantelle, because if, if she were here, she didn't Audra think Chantel. that Joe Pesci was worthy of the nomination. I I also think Joe Pesci. That's so weird that we all think that. Everybody kind of, it's really yeah. funny about this movie. Everybody's having a really difficult time choosing who is best. I know. It's good. <laughs> all, of them, all of them like are dominating the screen at the same time. It's yeah. like the whole time you're watching it. That's why it flies by so fast for being three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're just so mesmerized by all the, I mean, all these heavy hitters coming in. But you know, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I, I before I even left the theater, I was like, Brad Pitt is getting an Oscar for this. Yeah. But then I didn't see The Irishman yet. I know. And then we I saw that, and I'm ready. like, oh, I don't know. It. I was dead mm-hmm. set on Brad Pitt. Now, I, I do think Brad Pitt is, is second, uh, very close second to Joe Pesci. But Joe Pesci is just, he's, he's. It's it's I've never seen someone play a gangster the way that he was. It's it's yeah, it's an incredibly it's really unique, different. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, when you think of Joe Pesci, Martin Scorsese, you think of you know flying off the handle, shooting up, cursing all you know. Anything. Anything. It's yeah. very against type. He's he's like he's laid back. He's well reserved. He never like he never loses it at all. Exactly. And yet, what's so interesting about him in it is that. You know, even when he doesn't show it, this guy means fucking business. Yeah, even though like, he's a sweet old man. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like yeah. you know, there's one scene I think of in particular, and it's whenever I can't quite talk about it because it would require spoilers. Uh, is it when he's talking to him at breakfast when he's talking to Robert De Niro at breakfast? Yeah, exactly. That's the scene. Yeah, and it really he, is so good. I think Robert De Niro. We, we did everything we could for him. We did everything. Yeah, we did. I know. Exactly. Oh, There's yeah. such hopelessness in that moment, and it's so real. Robert De Niro doesn't even say a word, but his face is some of the best acting I've ever and seen. And that's I don't know. why it's he crazy. should be up here. It's insane. I'll more on that later. It's insane. Well, I mean, when when they get to the air stripper, he's like, "Give me your glasses." Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, he's like, so like, "Give me glasses." He got to go get on his plane and go. You know, they, go do the so job. Like, yeah, these are two yeah. old fucking men, and yet Joe Pesci still has that much power over him. Yeah, and you he drives it. him around everywhere. Yeah. Oh. So, Why well, are you trying to tell me he sat there for like three hours, like just sitting in the car waiting? He's old. He probably took a nap. Yeah, that's what I would. Yeah, but still, he just he just sat in the car waiting for us. He, to he just stared. Is 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 one of his best. And plus, I mean, if this is truly his. Last actor performance. I mean, what a way to go! If you know the, yeah, if you if you know the story of how how many times he turned down this, he movie. is yeah, he's been turned down movies for the better part of twenty years. Yeah, and you know I've mentioned this before. I mentioned this in our Scorsese show when Scorsese was trying to get him to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe Pesci was like a mobster movie. Haven't we done that like countless times? Martin Scorsese was like, this is something different. There is, and it yeah. really is, and in particular, it is for Joe Pesci. I watched, I watched that Irishman, the conversation mm-hmm. on Netflix. It's like a thirty-minute, like just them sitting down at the table talking about it. And I, I implore everyone to do. It. If you like the Irishman and you like you know, that thing, it is, it's such a like good insight. I gotta do it. It's, it's so good. No, it is. It really is. Like you, you get these four guys like sitting there, and just it's so much. You, you just get the sense that. They know they made something special. Oh, I they know. have. I know. They're all looking at each yeah. other in the eyes, just like, yeah. They have. They know they've done something really remarkable. 
and through the power of Netflix. No and I, I believe that movie is going to be timeless because it is it such will. a good period piece. It's like mm-hmm. you, you have no idea when that movie could have been made. It's so ambitious yeah. and it's so just it's it's really it's the best movie I've seen all year. But uh, I mean, I think it's I think it's great. Um, if I will say, uh, in terms of this category, um, I love Tom Hanks. I really do. I think he's great. Um, I think his casting in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is marvelous. But was this role really a stretch for a supporting him? actor? Well, so he well, so I said he does he should be a supporting actor. Yeah, I, I know it's the whole thing about it's it's because you know, he does about. divide his time between Matthew Rise or I'm, Reese. I'm, I'm saying but it wasn't that ambitious, like you were saying. Yeah. So could that nomination could have went to someone else? Is Such as you're... Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Yes, I am saying that. And I, and I love Tom Hanks to death. I think he should have three Oscars because he's such a fucking treasure. But this movie, I wouldn't say this is the one. And perhaps the Academy feels this way too. That's why they haven't nominated him in 20 years, which is fucked up. It's insane. He should have been up there at least he was once. The, he was in the 20 darling. Years. He was the darling of like the time he was getting yeah, nominated. Yeah, exactly. And then they just dropped. He won two back to back. You don't do that, but he did it, and he hasn't been nominated since. However, I don't think this is it. So, so are we saying that uh, Mahershala Ali will not get nominated for another 20 years? Oh, well, that's the thing, though. So, he had... I forgot about that. Mind yeah. you, but those weren't two years back-to-back. There Tom Hanks's were. Yeah, well, yeah, Tom yeah, Hanks yeah, did win yeah, two yeah, years yeah. back-to-back. Yeah, it? where's Mahershala Ali's nomination for Alita Battle Angel? We... <laughs> 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 You know, I saw, I saw that movie on my freaking birthday. So, did you like it? We like it. I, I well, he was kidding. I, he loves that movie. Oh, I, I love really that movie. Really loves that. I like it, but well, the problem is with that movie, real quick, is that I mean, it's, it's not bad. I know but, there is uh, to me there is a big problem in it, but I like it. But two big problems. Really. Okay, but I kind of I fell asleep like half. How do you fall asleep? Well, it was it was no, it was it was a late night show. Oh, so it's, that's yeah, yeah. So, I fell asleep. That, it, but still, I fell asleep for like probably like ten, fifteen minutes. Um, it does seem like the first forty-five minutes of a movie. Mm-hmm. You're like not a lot. Yeah. For not a lot really happens. Yeah. It does. That's the thing. That is my issue. I'm sorry. Then that damn ending. Uh, to me, yeah. Like I think it's a wonderful setup. But by the time it's over, you're like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. you're like, like it's it's setting up for a move, for a sequel that we're not going to get. I, no. I want it though. It, it, it made a shit ton of money. It might. It just depends. I think it deserves the award for best visual effects. It fe- oh Unless there's God. something else, like I think it deserves it. I, I, I would give it. It looked beautiful. It really did. It looked marvelous. You get Robert Rodriguez and James Cameron together. I mean, they're two. I mean, pretty yeah, big, pretty interesting visual style. Yeah, two of them are. You know, it's like one's yeah. very large and one has a very particular style, mm-hmm. and they just made the best of yeah. the worlds. For that. That's what I loved. About, I love that world. I will be upset if that isn't nominated for visual effects because yeah. it really should be up there. Um, the last thing I'm going to say about this category is. I think I know who will win. And really, I think that this this category 
could possibly factor into what wins the Best Picture Oscar. But oh yeah, I think Brad Pitt's going to win this. Um, it's it's a hunch. It's a hunch I've been feeling for a while. Um, he'll win the Golden Globe. Yeah, yeah, but I think he'll also win the Oscar. Okay, I think so. I think he I know did, it's kind of like back it, to back. Yeah. Brad Pitt's performance is so. It's just such a good character. And it's not even. Like, it's, <laughs> it's not even that he has that many lines. Yeah, it's but just it's every every time Brad Pitt is in a scene, it's Brad Pitt's scene. Even yeah. when he's standing next to Leonardo DiCaprio, who's freaking out and like pouring his heart and soul into mm-hmm. a performance. Brad Pitt sitting in the passenger seat, or you know, he was driving a lot. Mm-hmm. He's just really cool as a cucumber. But it's like, yeah, yeah. Everything about Brad Pitt in this movie feels so natural. And he's so good in it. I mean, like, I, I, I and when he beats up Bruce Lee, yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, that and by <laughs> the end of the movie as well, the character totally fucking wins you over. Like, oh my god, I, I, you, someone posted that scene on Twitter. And I, so I retweeted good. it. I, I said something. I said something like. Only Quentin Tarantino could make, I, and then I described what the scene was, you know, like a mm-hmm. home invasion, be one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen. so funny. I love, like, every time I talk about that movie with somebody, they always bring up <laughs> like, the can of dog food. Yeah, remember when he smashed that bitch's face in? It's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. It's so good. Oh. It's, it's, I still can't believe people got upset about them. I'm like, really? It's like, funny you say that. It doesn't match the rest of the movie at I all. I saw, that's, that's the thing. I saw somebody's, like, worst, like, five worst movies of the year list, and somebody put the last 30 minutes of that at number three. Because he said the first two hours were so amazing. Shut and up. And then that didn't do it. But I'm like, that ties a really wonderful it's Tarantino <laughs> fucked up bow. On top of everything that led up, like, it, I think it's great. But, well, I mean, no, for me, like, when people say all, uh, you know, what he did in the movie, blah, I'm like, but do you not know what those people did in real yeah, life? Yeah, yeah, he could have yeah, shown, really? shown the real thing. Are you fucking kidding? I mean, I, I kept thinking it was building up. That's what we were like. Like, they were really going to have, they were really going to kill these, like, you know, how yeah. it down in real life. It's so, it's so smart. You should really, yeah, it's, it's so great. Um, Anything with Quentin Tarantino and a flamethrower, <laughs> it's just. Now we know. Totally for me. <laughs> yeah. Um. I my personal vote goes to either Brad Pitt and I love Joe Pesci, but I'm gonna go with Al Pacino. It's my favorite in The Irishman because you have to wait a good hour for him to show up. Yeah. But to me, when he yeah. does, it is so worth it. And the way that him and Robert De Niro play off of each other is similar to the way that Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci play off of each other. But you really feel all of the friendship in there. Yeah, usually, I mean, yeah. I I say, you know, once Al Pacino com- comes into the movie, mm-hmm. they're not interacting for 90% of the rest yeah. of the movie. But when they do interact, it's at, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's Robert De Niro's dinner or banquet or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. they That scene alone is like, both of them are just mm-hmm. like rocking back and forth. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's so amazing to watch those two play off. It is. Other. It is. And in terms of this and the Oscar, I have noticed that sometimes um, two people will be nominated in a category. And sometimes, you know, like Sam Rockwell lucked out. But like last year, for example, you had Emma Stone and Rachel Wise 
up against each other for the favorite. I think Rachel Weisz should have won because mm-hmm. she's practically the star. But in this case, both of those nominations cancel each other out, and they went with Regina King. Um, this case, I think Al Pacino and Joe Pesci might cancel each other out, and Brad Pitt will win. That would really and suck. If Brad Pitt wins, I don't <laughs> think it over. I'm, I'm iffy on which one I prefer because I think they're both so fucking good in it. But if Brad Pitt wins, the Best Picture race is going to be very interesting. It's going to be even more interesting. It is. Mm-hmm. And I say this because I remember on Oscar night, oh, actually, whatever wins Best Screenplay and Supporting Actor here. Oh, yeah. Because last year... Uh, Mer- Sorry, I'm not sure. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> last, year, last year, Mahershala Ali had one supporting actor and then Green Book won screenplay. And at that point, I turned to everybody in the room and I said, Green Book is winning Best Picture. Sure. It is. I have a witness. And mm-hmm. guess what? It did. So yeah. this will be, and it's kind of like a uh, who knows at this point, but that, that that this one could be a big determining factor. I, yeah, I do hope if Pesci wins, he has a longer speech than last time. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was like seven words. It was like I really, it, it was something. It was something more than thank you, but it was it was barely more than mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, he didn't say much because he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he doesn't really fucking care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, okay. All right. Where's Chantel? Uh, she, yeah, she's not there. <laughs> okay, fuck her. We got we got. <clears throat> she 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 pulled a Jimmy Hoffa on. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I kind of know where he is. We now. did all we could. <laughs> <laughs> well, do we really? Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, all right. So the next category is Best Supporting Actress. Um, nominees are Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Annette Benning for The Report. Oh, excuse me. <sighs> Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers. Jennifer Lopez. And <laughs> Margot Robbie. It is Robbie, yeah. yeah. I have heard some people say it's Robbie. Yeah. No, it's Robbie. And I think of it because of Samuel Jackson's name in Jackie Brown as Ordell Robbie. Oh, dear. And I'm like, fuck you, it's Robbie. <laughs> no, it's Robbie. <laughs> but, anyways, Margot Robbie for Bombshell. All right, go at it. What's up? Well, I mean, once again, we got a movie that hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Richard Jewell. Bombshell so, as I well. Mean, yeah, Bombshell hasn't come out either. So here we are with a couple of movies. I was like, oh, so the movie's good. But I, I think it goes back to something like what you said earlier, Christian, about how I guess it all depends on the campaign because why is it that things that haven't come out yet get, you know, nominated, but then there's other things that should be nominated that is out yeah it mm-hmm. doesn't get nominated so uh but i mean it's kathy bates so i'm pretty sure she is damn good in the movie. i bet she is I, I know i was very surprised to hear about that. once i saw she won like the national board of reviews best supporting actress award and i was like oh fuck i'm hyped for that now because i like think about clint eastwood is he has this ability to make a movie in a month he can fucking do it he made million dollar baby in 38 days <laughs> It is insane, but he knows he doesn't have much time left. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he, he trying to he trying to get as much as yeah. he can. The fucker is eighty nine. He's doing the opposite of the Tarantino. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but you know, they announced this movie was going to be in the awards race, and I was like, 
As long as it's not like the 1517 of Paris. Okay. Which, <laughs> God, that movie's dreadful. But um, then I saw, you know, it had, gr- it had good reviews, and now Kathy Bates is in the race. I'm, ex- I'm excited. I love her. I think she's great, um, especially when she is great. Um, <laughs> did you? <laughs> I didn't mean for that to be. Uh, Trevor here thinks I was making reference to Truth Hurts. Which I semi was, but not really, you know, Wireman Great. You don't semi make a reference to Truth Hurts. <laughs> I didn't no. say Wireman Great till they nobody, gotta be great. Yeah. No, nobody <laughs> says creep creep like that unless they're talking about TLC. <laughs> <laughs> that was a reference to the other guy. Sorry, we're idiots. Um, no. but, um, okay, let me see here. Uh, oh, well, anyways, who, somebody else. Uh, <laughs> I'll save my thoughts for last. Well, uh, I obviously haven't seen Bombshell or Richard Jewell yet. Uh, I haven't seen the report, but that's just because of me. I haven't had a chance to step in and see it I yet. I love Annette Benning. I am going to watch Marriage Story tomorrow. Ah. I know, I know. So the only one I have seen is Jennifer Lopez, which I did think she was amazing in that movie. Yeah. I mean, it was like one of the – I mean, she she definitely dominated the screen whenever she was there. She did. I mean, over Constance Wu. That's her name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah number four, trying to win Constance Wu. <laughs> <laughs> but but Kathy Kathy Bates uh <laughs> Kristen you're killing me I do love Laura Dern as well uh she's great in everything else she's ever been in so I I don't doubt that she's amazing in this uh Margot Robbie she was amazing in uh, the other Scorsese movie. Uh, the Wolf of, Wall, the Wolf of Street. Wall Street. I I don't know why I couldn't think of it. Wow, it's like everybody's like and second coming. I know. Here, I know. I don't know. I don't know what the deal. <laughs> I was talking about the Irishman at um, Elena's party, and I mentioned that it was from because I'm trying to get people to see this thing. Yeah, and I was like, you know, Martin it's Scorsese. He made the Wolf of Wall Street. And somebody at the table was like, oh, he made The Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, I'll have to watch it sometime. Like, mind you, he's made other movies. He's made a lot of better movies. But I love that movie to death. Um, Proceed, sorry. Uh, I forget what it was. Uh, Jennifer Lopez, Mark Robey, Laura Dern. Uh, Annette Bening. Uh, I love Adam Driver, which is why I want to see Marriage Story. I just haven't had time to see it yet. And I I guess he delivers in the report as well. Yeah. that's what everyone keeps telling me. They say it's a little bit boring. But he ain't up there. I know, but I'm just saying. Annette there's there's a lot of fabulous. good. There's a lot of good shit happening in that movie. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what she does. And Kathy Bates is a sweetheart. So I love yeah. her. She can do no wrong. Ever since Misery, she's had my heart. I wish someone would do that to me. Oh, did you see Bad Santa too? I guess she could do. <laughs> could do some wrong. Yeah, Thurman <laughs> Merman. The Return of Thurman Merman. Yeah. Good cast. <laughs> the side. I don't know. Jay, what you got? Uh, I came close to buying Hustlers when I bought Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I didn't. But Jennifer Lopez, she's like one of those actresses that she she's not a great actress, but yeah. apparently in this movie she's really really good. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if if she gets the. Uh, she gets the Golden Globe. Oh yeah, I I think she might get the Golden Globe, but I don't I don't think she's gonna come close to an Oscar. That'll be quick. All right, Jennifer Lopez is good, um, but kind of like what I mentioned about 
uh, Todd Phillips earlier, maybe there's a few too many bad movies to her name to where they might go, eh, I don't know. I don't really think there's that many strong contenders in this category. I think one person who should have been up there is the grandmother from The Farewell. Oh, yeah. Or even, um, I, you know, the Oscars, every, every so often, you get to Oscar morning and they unleash, like, a surprise nomination that you were never expecting, even though it was right there in front of us the whole time. Uh, one example in recent memory is Tom Hardy for The Revenant. I don't know why he wasn't in the conversation the whole time. He just wasn't. Oh, um, a lot of old people usually get thrown in at the mix. Uh, that's why I say the grandmother from The Farewell. I would even go as far as to say, perhaps, if they love the movie as I think they will, um, Julia Butters or Margaret Qualley for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I think both are brief, but really effective in their in their segments of the movie, uh, Margaret Qualley really enters the movie and she kind of just runs with it, with Brad Pitt, of course. But then Julia Butters, you know, she does a really wonderful job of holding her own against Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, that's pretty big. And yeah, she's like 12. Hard. I mean, um, but my guess is that this will be Laura Dern's. Um, I love her. I always have. I loved her even, especially after I saw uh, Citizen Ruth. Um, yeah, when you showed me that, that was amazing. <laughs> that, that movie. Changed, it changed my life. You will never look at Laura Dern the same after you see her in that. You know that she's really... She says some very <laughs> polite things. In that yes, movie. she does the entire movie. But I think Laura Dern will win this um because not only is she a great actress, um, but she's also great in this movie. Uh, you know, it's kind of a play on her character in Big Little Lies. But as I mentioned before, and plus she's great in this movie, that she will win and should. But anyways, on to... Oh my god, there's still so many. Uh, hold on. What the like three hours long. Yeah, we're getting like once upon a time in Hollywood. Our show was about that long. Yeah, our show was longer than the damn movie. It was. There's a lot of material there, though, damn it. I listened to most of it. <laughs> There's a lot of material there. Um, all right, best actor in a comedy or musical. Um, Daniel Craig for Knives Out. Roman Griffin Davis for Jojo Rabbit. Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Taron Egerton for Rocket Man, or Eddie Murphy for Dolomite Is My Name? Uh, I think Eddie Murphy is going to get the Golden Globe. Oh, yeah. And, and Leonardo DiCaprio will win the Oscar. So, it's funny you say that. Because I agree with half of it. Yeah, I think Eddie will get both. Ah, uh, uh, huh. uh, I'm going to stop... I agree with that as well. So, I think Eddie Murphy will win this Golden Globe. And this is an early, perhaps controversial opinion. I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio is going to make it to the Oscars for this. Really? I don't. I've, it's, well, I think you're wrong. I just, I know how they are. And I know how they can do people dirty and the Oscar race can give people false hope. And I just, 
it is. But if he doesn't get if he doesn't get nominated, that was I think I think they would burn that building to the It's ground. so awful to think, but it is such a jam packed race. Like, and they have snubbed Leonardo DiCaprio so many times, and I think to myself, you know. They stubbed him for years and years and years. They finally given him an Oscar. They don't have to do it just yet. And he's not going to win the Oscar because I feel like it'll be either Joaquin Phoenix or Adam Driver. I'll hold that for later. So they might just not. And it's a really weird thought because they love the movie. I love him in the movie. But I just, I don't know. I feel it in my fingers. It's yeah, I know, but I can see them doing it, and I can see I see Eddie Murphy winning this Golden Globe as well. Um, definitely, it's his best role in eons, and he's so good in it. Well, he 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 should have won the Oscar for Dreamgirls. He was really good in that shit. There ain't no doubt about it, uh, but. I think he could. I think he could. And I think he should make it to the Oscars. Um, he might. He might get Adam Sandler's vote. <laughs> but we'll see. I guess. Um, oh, I forgot about Sandler. I know. Yeah, There's so much stuff. I so do they. To see, but it's not out. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like I've seen it all, but I haven't. Um, okay. Uh, anything? Anything else? Here? Oh, no. Okay. Well, I will say I like Roman Griffin Davis's nomination for Jojo Rabbit. I, Is that the kid? Uh-huh. He does such a good job in it. Um, I just find it interesting that he's the only one who's up there. I mean, uh, Taika Waititi is pretty pretty funny as Hitler. Um, Scarlett Johansson is brief but effective as um, his mother. But she was nominated at the Screen Actors Guild Awards. And some people actually think she'll get two nominations this year. Really? Yeah. I mean, she is she is good in it. And Tom... Who the hell she thinks she is? Jamie Foxx? What? I say, who she thinks she is? Jamie Foxx? Julianne Moore. She good. Yeah. You never know. She, I, I, she is good. Um, but uh, I, I think... Well, I'll save that actually for my next category. Um... Which is? Best Actress, Musical, or Comedy. Um, the nominees are Ana de Armas for Knives Out, Aquafina whew, for The Farewell, Kate Blanchett for Where'd You Go, Bernadette. <laughs> um, Beanie Feldstein. That's not a real name. For book, what, Beanie? <laughs> Beanie Feldstein? And she's Jonah Hill's sister. That's not a joke. I mean, oh, she's yeah, bad, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Beanie Feldstein for Booksmart and Emma Thompson for Late Night. Uh, I have not seen any of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just haven't seen the movies. Before. I understand. But I got quite the paragraph written here. So, Well, um, yeah. I've seen Late Night. And I loved Emma Thompson in that. She, she was really good. She was she pulled a whole Devil Wears Prada type thing. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I've heard from you about Kate Blanchett already, so I have I haven't seen anything else other than Lee. I'll Night. save that. Well, I've seen Booksmart, but I didn't like it. So oh, you saw Booksmart? Yeah, yeah. I just didn't like it. It's okay. I that's another movie directed by a woman that is apparently the second coming. I thought it was okay. Yeah, she's a woman. Yeah, where's her nomination? <laughs> she's a woman and she directed something. I know I'm an asshole. I just, she I, touched the camera. I love Olivia Wilde. I think she's great. And, but I just didn't... Uh, it was... Uh, she's no she's no Greta Gerwig. No, she is. Yeah. Maybe if her name was Olivia something else with an O. Book smart as... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Book smart is super bad with pussy. And it's <laughs> not as funny... It is. <laughs> Sorry. Is that what they put in the box? Oh. That's what they should have put, because that's what it is. It's the same premise, it's the same ideas. It's the same goddamn movie, but it's not as funny. Well, you could almost say that about the Good Boys. Yeah! Yeah! I love Good Boys. Good Boys, good boys is better. Yeah, oh, yeah. I like that movie a lot. Um, well, okay. I'll just try and read what I have here, because I have... I, to me, this is one of the weirdest categories. And first off, it goes back to the category fraud thing that I mentioned earlier. Um, well, first, I have trouble considering the farewell a comedy because I was oh, cry- I just realized that I yeah. was crying the entire movie. And mind you, it's wonderful. And at the end, it was tears of joy as I was walking to the car, but. It's sad as fuck. There's nothing really funny about... I mean, I wouldn't call it a comedy. Like, yeah, it has funny moments. But, no. Um, that's what I felt about The Martian. That's what I mentioned earlier, yes. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, uh-huh. cool, yeah. Gone Globes has category fraud. This movie is not a comedy to me. However, Aquafina should win it. And I hope she should, and I, I hope she does... And I think she'll be up. I I hope she's up for the Oscar, because she really, you know, it's because I don't know if you all know the premise of the movie, but it's basically about this um, this Asian family, and apparently they have this tradition where um, if they find out that a family member is dying, they keep that information from said dying family member. And they all get together. So basically, they find out the grandma's dying, and they stage... They don't stage, but they arrange this wedding. So then the whole family can get together and say goodbye, and she's, like, happy, not realizing that she's dying. Everybody else is well aware that she's dying. And this is, like, their form of coping and, you know... Sounds like a barrel laugh. Dealing with it. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. It's a, the, oh, one of the funniest movies of the year, according to this. No, it's sad as fuck. And Aquafina's character is especially close with her grandmother, and it really hurts her, and she really wants to say something to her about how she's dying and this is it. But her whole family urges her not to do it. And it's really just a whole... It's a really impressive, you know, array of emotions in terms of this performance. It's really... I think she she's terrific in it. Um, and I'm all in for Ana de Armas for Knives Out. I think she's the beating heart of the movie. But then there's Kate Blanchett. And Kate Blanchett, to me, is probably like my second favorite actress. 
Um, but first off, Where'd You Go, Bernadette is not funny. Actually, it made me really uncomfortable <laughs> on many occasions in a Blue Jasmine kind of way. And mm. then this woman is insane and mentally unstable. What is funny about that? I'm sorry. It's not funny. Blue Jasmine actually was kind of funny in that you're like, oh, my God, this woman is saying shit. I can't believe she's saying in the case of Where'd You Go, Bernadette? It's not. It's just mm. everybody ganging up against this mentally unhinged woman. But not only is it not funny, but it also got bad reviews. Mm-hmm. And it's not good. I've seen it. I think Kate Blanchett is good in it, but I don't think it's one of her best performances. And then on top of that, you know, every time I read an Oscar prediction thing, they're like, ah, it didn't make enough money, so it's not going to be nominated for anything. Okay, this movie was a 10 megaton bomb at the box office. So how did they nominate Kate Blanchett for this? And I'm not crazy about Booksmart. Emma Thompson's good in Late Night. But I feel like they could have chosen a lot better than they did here. Uh, Julianne Moore for Julia Bell. Charlize Theron for Long Shot. Thomasin McKenzie for Jojo Rabbit. Constance Wu for Hustlers. I feel like there were so many better choices. Mind you, this can be a throwaway category in some cases. But even with that, I don't think they chose very well. Yeah. Yeah. I did. But Aquafina, on the other hand, the bitch has got it, as she should. You've always been in love with Aquafina. I was. And you know, because it's sometimes... I see a movie and I think this person's got it. Yeah, I have a very sixth sense the first thing about said. this sort of thing. And I, I saw her in Crazy Rich Asians and I thought she's better than anybody else in this entire movie. She was, and she was. She is a natural. And then this movie, she really shows that she could do anything. And not only that, I just love the movie to death. But um, yeah, so I hope I hope she makes it to the Oscars um, for sure. Uh, anybody else before we? Continue no, that's, on. that's good. Okay. No, yeah. All right. We're getting close to the end here. Um, best actor in a drama. We got Christian Bale for Ford versus Ferrari. Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. And Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. So I have this weird theory okay. that that they're going to swerve us with the winner for this to build up to the Oscars. Yeah, I kind of get that. Too. So I, I I would not be surprised just for the hell of it if Jonathan Price won. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it's not going to get nominated for for an Oscar in the acting. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how much they love the movie. I mean, I remember the year that Philomena was nominated. I love that movie. But I was like, nobody's seen that shit. And then it was nominated for Best Picture and Actress. And I, I don't think those nominations were undeserved, but I just didn't think it stood a chance. Um, but I don't know how much people like this movie. I mean, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association really likes it, so maybe it's good. <laughs> but but I, I do I, I just I just feel like 
the swerve was just to build that anticipation for when the nominations come out for the Oscars. Yeah, they they could, they could. I remember. I mean, again, whatever wins here, it doesn't always go. Like I remember, um, like for example, Aaron Sorkin won Best Screenplay for Steve Jobs, which I think he deserved it. He wasn't even nominated at the Oscars. And that's among five other adapted screenplays. But he didn't win. And I don't know how that sort of thing happens. But I think, I don't think it's fair. But, I mean, you never know. Like, And I remember Aaron Johnson won for Nocturnal Animals. And he was so good in that. But they didn't give a shit. <laughs> and so he wasn't nominated at the Oscars. He was really good in that. He was. He's terrifying in that. But He's it terrifying. He didn't, they didn't care. So who knows? It could be something totally fucking random. Um, me personally, I was, you know, as I think it's because these were expected choices, but I was really happy about Christian Bale. Um, I really love that movie. I, there's something about it. Maybe it's because it's so not my thing. Yeah. Cars. Yeah. But I find that whole movie really wonderful and heartbreaking. And do you know why? It's Christian Bale. He, he is that movie. Like, he is the thing that keeps that movie afloat. Aside really, from the fact that it's really entertaining. And it shouldn't be. And he just... He, I've never seen him be that charming. Yeah, he's one of those up-and-coming actors. I'm hoping he could do something. Oh, yeah, I think he might be going places. He, he, can have a, he can have a long career. Yeah, he should. But I was I was happy to see him up there. I actually think the movie should have been up there for Best Picture. Dang. Uh, yeah, I, I, I halfway through it, I said, this will be nominated for Best Picture. And I still... I think it should. I think it could. At the Oscars, at least. Maybe not here, but... Um, Trevor, what you got? So the only one I've seen so far is uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Joker, and I bet, I mean... Sad. Yeah, I know, sad, exclamation point, all in caps. <laughs> uh, but I do love Christian Bale, and I know he can do good. I love the whole story behind Ford and Ferrari. I told Christian when I saw that trailer, I was like, you've got to go see this. this well, is let's go see it I know. again. I will happily see it again. I know. It's a movie that's like crowd-pleasing without being, like, cheesy, you know? Like, yeah. that's what I really, I really love it. I no. And uh, I do believe when I watch Marriage Story tomorrow when I get off, I'll probably just re-fall back in love with Adam Driver like I do every time I see him. Yeah, well. So... There is one yeah. scene in that movie that solidifies their Oscar nomination. That's awesome. And it, you will know the scene when you see it. It's just the most real fucking thing. I love it. You will see. <laughs> but uh, I know Joaquin Phoenix and Joker. I saw Joker two or three times in theaters. I think Joaquin is like no other. It, it is amazing. Uh, so right now he does have my my vote for actor in a drama, but it'll probably Adam Driver will probably take over once I once I watch that. Time. I'm very back and forth because I really love both performances. Um, I, I I can't even I can't put my finger on who I prefer here, uh, and it's the same thing for Best Actress too. Um, but I'll get to that in a bit. Um, well, who was snubbed though? Um, so 
we keep hearing all this buzz again about another movie we haven't seen called Uncut Gems mm-hmm. starring Adam Sandler. And one of my favorite critics is Richard Roper. I just love the fuck that that man doesn't give. But he is a constant Adam Sandler naysayer. And he said it's one of his favorite performances of the year. Like, That's amazing. That sort of thing gets me excited. And even he said that Jonathan Price's nomination is totally ridiculous. <laughs> and, then, and I love Jonathan Price too. He's been great for so long. But he said Jonathan Price's nomination is undeserved. And that Adam Sandler and the next person I'm about to mention should have and could have easily gotten in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm the next person I'm going to mention is some someone who seems so obvious. Like, how did they miss this? And I don't... Because the Screen Actors Guild Award missed him, too. And it's a movie they love. Mm-hmm. And I just don't quite get it. Because he's so good in it. And he's better than he has been in about 30 years. Oh, who are you talking about? Robert De Niro. Mm. From the Irish. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that, that, you know, up-and-comer. Yeah, he was very good in his uh, introductory acting. Yeah, he was really good in Meet the Fockers. <laughs> he is good in that. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty Grim. Some of his best acting in the Sorry, last Little Fockers. Years. Oh, okay, not that. <laughs> Nobody's really. Yeah, he, he, he was great in Dirty Grandpa. Oh, yeah. You know, we can always hold that one against him. You know, Al Pacino's got Jack and Jill to his name, too. But you know what? I will say, though, and this might be an unpopular opinion, Al Pacino is good in Jack and Jill. <laughs> he does give it his all. He does. Al Pacino is so committed to Jack and Jill, it's really kind of disturbing. Um, but It's like he was under a spell. Yeah, I know. It was like he didn't know what movie he was in, <laughs> but it still worked. <laughs> but I, I never understood, like, okay, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, they have this long laundry list of great performances when they were younger, and now that they're older, and they decide to do things outside of what we're accustomed to seeing them, it's like, oh, well, you know, now it's just kind of... You know, shits all over what they've done for the last hey, years. I know Robert Robert De Niro was like one of the biggest actors of all time, and and then he's given some of the best performances we'll ever see. Yeah, and he does Dirty Grandpa, and then he does Dirty Grandpa. But he was having fun with it, so yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I I saw I saw it at the theater. Me too. He was having fun with It's I probably mean, that way so he can, like, brag to his grandchildren and be like, mm-hmm. I'm, I met Zac Efron. I will say, when I saw it in the theater, I went to the Thursday showing. And you know what? There were no reviews out that day. <laughs> That's always a bad fucking sign. And it was the night of a snowstorm, too. And I was like, I'm not going to die for Dirty Grandpa. But I guess I could have... <laughs> Um, but no, then I saw it and I was like, this is shit. And it was. It is. It, it is. It is. But I mean, like I said, are you trying to tell me he, he could just do a movie just to have fun? You know? He could. Meet the parents, meet the Fockers. I guess he can. Where well, he takes his role seriously, but he's poking fun at himself all the same. Like, it's, yeah. but I mean, he's done like good comedy i like i love analyze this like that 
that right there. Wait, why is that? Well, hell, I mean, hell is that is okay. <laughs> this and that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, well, hell, even Midnight Run. I love Midnight Run. Run. See, like, he yeah. can have a good time. Yeah, that's a comedy. But it actually has to be funny. <laughs> yeah, freaking Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin is great in that, too. Uh, but, but he did have a punchable face. In he did. He did. But not nominating Robert De Niro, considering he is the glue. He is the Irishman. He is the Irishman. <laughs> he is holding this three and a half hour movie together. He is damn near every scene. Seems a little stupid. Yeah, he is. He's he's almost in every single. He, yeah, I I feel though that come Oscar morning. He will take either Leonardo DiCaprio's spot, <laughs> or so he he will be that surprise last minute nomination. I would be shocked if that isn't the case. I know. I, I feel bad for Leo that he that you know that he gave such a great performance in a year where everyone gave such a and great performance. And that's the thing. Like, I feel bad. But... I hate years like this because I just feel like why couldn't you have done this last year? You know, I like, know. Where was this last when we were year? Wait, when we needed something good. Exactly. We need, like, all of the big prestige pictures last year underwhelmed. And then now we have this, and we've come to this, and it's it's just too bad. But you know, but you know something? People, people kind of forget, you know, this is Leo's first movie. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. So, yeah, it, you you don't you don't see it like that, but <laughs> it's like yeah, he hasn't done anything since the Revenant. Oh, the <laughs> but no, I know. I, I think he, I love his character in this movie too because it's like while he is funny, I really feel for him because I feel like that's a real person. Like it's well, I mean that that scene in the trailer that they're doing. For, yeah, no, no, not that scene. The, well, the scene that leads up to him in the trailer. That was actually a real scene from that TV show. Oh, shit. Kind of <laughs> twisted around, but if you look it up, there's that actual scene, there's a guy. Oh, yeah, I think I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that scene was inspired by that, but it is, it's weird. Okay. Yeah, it's so, the one where the, the guy is coming to sit down with him and he has to say something. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So it's, it's a real Play your chili pepper heart out. Yeah. Chili pepper heart. That's such an awful line. That whole... From that point where he screws up to where he ends up in the trailer is like some of the best acting. And just the acting with that little girl. Is, yeah. Yes. That's why I think she should be up there. I mean... That was amazing. It, I mean, again, Oscar morning could be... It could really shock us here. I really hoped it was going to shock us in the best way last year, and it didn't. But um, yeah, Al Pacino was in that too. I just remembered. Yes, he was. Good mm. year for him. Yeah. He's choosing his project wisely, mind you. If you ever watched like everything Al Pacino has done on HBO, has been really good. Like Angels in America, Paterno, uh, You Don't Know Jack. Like he's really good in those. That's actually his best acting in the last like ten years. But they're not theatrical releases, and so mostly what he has to his name is Jack and Jill. Um, but Sad face. Jack and Jill, he is even good in, so I will. And I know that I can't believe I'm saying such a thing. But you have to see it to believe it. You do. You do. I mean, it's a horrible movie, but he makes it 
Like, it's unwatchable until he's in it. And then it's interesting. Um, but okay. Alright, so we're up to the last three. I think. Yeah, it is the last three. Okay, so we got Best Actress in a Drama. Cynthia Erivo for Harriet. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Saoirse Ronan for Little Women. Charlize Theron for Bombshell. And Renee Zellweger for Judy. Judy, 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 Judy! Charlize Theron is going to get it. Charlize Theron. I, I know. I, I, I love her to death. I so. do, too. It's either her... Ah, I don't know. No. I, it's like a three-way. No. no. <laughs> it's going to be Scar, Scar Joe, Charlize Theron, and Renee. That's, that's, the, that's the top three. Well, allow me to limit this even further. It's either Scarlett or Renee. Ooh, you don't even think it's going to be Charlize. No, and I love Charlize Theron. She's one of my favorites. But, uh, well, first, let me discuss who was snubbed here. Um, well, I, now that the Screen Actors Guild kind of made up for it, um, I'll say Lupita Nyong'o <clears throat> for us. Yeah! Lupita Nyong'o, they, the Screen Actors Guild made up for it, and she was nominated today, <laughs> which she does do a terrific job in it. That is one of the best performances of that year. It or is. Or this year. Yeah. Um, it's, what did I, like, um, I, that's really, in terms of, like, snubbing, that's the main one that comes to mind, because that's her best role yet. Um, like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she was up for the Oscar. It's so real. It, it's so good. Um, but, like, I really, you know, I could think of a handful of actresses here who should be up there. Um, Florence Pugh for uh, Midsummer. I think she'll also, could possibly be nominated for Little Women. I, again, haven't seen it. Um, one movie that you all haven't seen I really like it, though, and it's one that's really stuck with me, and I actually think it should be up for Best Actress and Supporting Actress, is the movie Loose. Um, so uh, Naomi Watts should be up for Best Actress, and Octavia Spencer should be up for Best Supporting Actress. Um, Octavia Spencer does her best work in Loose. I totally forgot to mention this when we were on that category earlier, but she really does something you've never seen her do before, and it's terrific but again i i could mention even more actresses that were worthy but they probably weren't even in the picture here though i think it is really down to scarlett johansson and renee zellweger um and i again i can't choose who i'd prefer because i think they're both really amazing in their own ways um renee zellweger is her movie like it is her movie 100%. The movie would be a lifetime channel drama sure. if she wasn't in it. But she really owns that shit. And then Scarlett Johansson, I've always loved her, but she's really phenomenal in this movie. Um, two scenes in particular, and I mentioned earlier that her and Adam Driver pretty much solidified their Oscar nominations in one scene in particular. Um but yeah, that's a tough one. I don't know. And Saoirse Ronan should have an Oscar. I mean, she's great. I I love her, and I always have. I just uh, I don't see this being it. But 
Anybody else? Mm, oh, well, you know, that's that's my problem. I've only seen none of these. <laughs> I've, I've seen two of the five, and those two are really amazing. And from what I hear, they are the ones to beat. So, and I, I'm not opposed to either one of them. Renee Zellweger would be a terrific comeback story. You know, like she vanished from the spotlight. She got that weird facelift thing. But, you know, I don't think she looks that weird anymore. But at the same time, like, this character is just so tragic. Like, it, it, but it's also kind of like an Oscar Beatty. That's the scene. Don't watch it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Trevor had the clip that I keep referring to. It's I'm something just you should Twitter. really not okay. see. You need to see it in like in sequence with the rest of the film. Okay. Um, but I didn't hear any of it. So that's okay. good. No, that's that's the best. There's moment. already a meme out of it. That's so that's that's why I was looking at. <laughs> that scene took my breath away. I was I had my hands I had my hands over my face. How long is it? Like two hours. Okay. But Scarlett Johansson and Renee Zellweger are mano-y, or womano-y. <laughs> They're uno in uno. Yeah. <laughs> Mujer. <laughs> e Mujer. Anyways. Mishka All right. <laughs> we did watch. <laughs> I'm not sharing that. All right. That's uh, embarrassing. Okay. Last two categories here. The biggins. All right. So we got best picture, comedy, or musical. And this year, there's actually a musical to it, and thankfully, it's not Cats. Um, all right. Nominees are Dolomite Is My Name, Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Rocket Man. Sound off, fellas. Um, once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is this what you want to win, or what will win? Uh, it's kind of both. both. Okay. Feel that. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, I don't know. This is such a tough category. Now, I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit or Knives Out, because I've been in, like, super crazy work mode when those started coming out. Oh, God, he has. I know, so I'm going to try and, I'll, I'll try and see those here before the end of the year. But, I know, I, I love Dolomite is my name. I don't know, it, it might just be Eddie Murphy. I know I love him so much in that movie, but I don't know He's if so good that him. movie is the best comedy of this year. But I do know uh, Rocket Man is an amazing musical. I, I really loved it. A hell of a lot more than Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, because this one's an actual musical where it interlays like his songs and how they affect his life. It's and, also an actual movie. Yeah, it's they, yeah, it's an actual movie. They have a story that's not interesting. 67 jump cuts at a one table scene. Oh, it's like, yeah, best editing right there. Uh, <laughs> but best comedy... Uh, for what I can see for the whole movie, I would say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. Because uh, that movie isn't funny often, but when it is funny, it, it'll knock you out of your fucking chair. I think it's yeah. pretty funny throughout. It's just uh, kind of, I don't some, know. Some parts of it are just like... There's, I, I feel like there's humor in the pain in it. Like Yeah, think, that, think there about, is like, suffering. Yeah, yeah like suffering think about like, okay, so you got the opening sequence where... Rick Dalton talking with Al Pacino about his filmography. And, you know, Al Pacino basically tells him, 
that you're going to end up being like a sideshow the rest of your life. Yeah. Unless, you know, you do something different right afterwards. He's just crying about how he's like done. And he's like not that old. Yeah. But, you know, he's just crying about how he's done and finished. And, you know, it's like, it's funny. That's it. But you feel for him. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. He's on a has man. Yeah, he's like, he's like, don't let the Mexicans see. Yeah, like, <laughs> what, what that means. <laughs> don't, let don't let the Mexicans see. Uh, there's yeah. like, there's funny things throughout. You got the anecdote with, like, again, this could be something that's considered character or uh, category fraud. Yeah, I guess I can. No, I guess I can take that back. Because Cliff uh, Booth and Rick Dalton, their interactions in that whole movie are kind of hilarious. They are. So maybe I take that back. Maybe it's a lot more funny than I remember. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's even funny when you know when the when the hippies show up and, and Rick Dalton goes and like, "Hey, you, yeah, you, I'm talking to you. Oh. Get this mechanical Dennis Hopper. <laughs> yeah, Dennis Hopper. Get this. Yeah. And like, there, what's he looking at? Your head? You know? uh, yeah, he's like he like has a picture of margaritas. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's. <laughs> he's like in his underwear in a robe. It's and... such an expertly crafted movie because there's like. It is really funny, and yet it is kind of sad. It, it's funny yet, even when Tex... It's or, suspenseful as shit. Maybe it's, it's not Tex. Yeah. It's whenever uh, Cliff Booth goes to that ranch, yeah. and he, he beats the shit out of that guy and makes him change his Fix. tire. <laughs> beats. Yeah. <laughs> He's so fucking good. So good. Oh, fuck you. <sighs> Hell, even, <laughs> even, even, I mean, when, when, when Cliff goes in the back room, you know, to see the old man, you're thinking that he's dead. That, see, that's so, so well done. Because you're like, oh my god, okay. George Spawn is dead, and they're gonna kill Rick, or uh, Cliff yeah. Sass. Yeah. And then yeah. everything that those weird hippies have been saying who is was, true. Who was the girl in that scene? Dakota Fanning. I almost said yeah. Chloe Grace Moretz, but Close, I, I couldn't, I couldn't they're remember. the same person. They, yeah, they both suck, so. <laughs> I actually like Dakota Fanning in that movie. Everyone makes well, mistakes. She does a saying? good job in that two minutes. <laughs> everybody, like, all the weird fucking hippies have been seeming like they, you know, like, you, you just think they're full of shit. And yet, what's funny about that is they were actually telling the truth. They're just really fucking weird. Yeah. They just have a weird yeah. way of going about it that seems suspicious. Like, yeah, don't forget who else was in that freaking scene too. Um, what's her name? Um, um, uh, I can't remember the girl name. She had a TV show. Oh, Lena Dunham. Yeah, like I forget. She Random as fuck. Quentin Tarantino does yeah. that thing now. <laughs> like, hey, there's Jonah Hill. Hey, there's Chang Tang. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know why. Like, give him a role. Whatever. Um, me personally, so. Um. In terms of, I don't think, in it, like, I don't know. I would have honestly have nominated Hustlers over Rocket Man. Controversial choice. I like mm. the movie. I like Rocket Man quite a bit, though. I think it's good. Um, but uh, in terms of what will win, um, I will say this as just, you know, a point of reference. Jojo Rabbit won the People's Choice Award at the Toronto Film Festival. And... Recent winners of that have been Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, and Green Book. So, you know, sometimes one for one. you can kind of like you can kind of guess that might be the best picture winner, 
Or you can at least guess it's going to be the nominee. I know that uh, Slumdog Millionaire was nominated at that as well. Um, but uh, I think that movie is a bit too divisive. And um, I love it, personally. But um, I think the winner here, I think the obvious winner here is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I say this because I think it is... We're all matching up tonight. I know, yeah. I think it is one of the two front runners for Best Picture. And I think if this other one doesn't win, then it will be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, for reasons that Jay mentioned earlier, that the Academy really loves Hollywood. Yeah. This movie really loves Hollywood. It loves the 60s. It has... It loves Kung Fu. It, yes. It, it has its heart in the right place for this specific time period. And... Uh, it's a wonderful movie as it is. I'm not opposed it to saves, it. I mean, kind of spoiler, right? It, but. Well, yeah. So that's the thing, though. It like it. Yeah, you already know what I'm gonna say. I know. Yeah, I know exactly what he's gonna. He does too, and it it it's really it. You can tell that Quentin Tarantino really had an affection for these characters. Oh, yeah. You know, even the ones who don't get that much time, like Roman Polanski. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It even. I, me too. Uh, uh, didn't, didn't hear that. Uh, but, do. Um, but, you know, he just kind of. He had a. He re envisioned. Mm -hmm. what, he it, he kind of made it so. He's like, Hollywood could have even been even better. It could have been better had the fucking Manson hippies not come to the picture. Mm -hmm. That's basically what he's saying with this movie. He's saying if Cliff Booth was there to kick the ass, none of this would have happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if Rick Dalton had his flame. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody ordered fried sauerkraut. Yes, so it's, good. It's such a wonderful movie. And I don't think it's anything like Quentin Tarantino's made. I know you can compare it narratively to uh, Pulp Fiction-ish. But at the same time, it's like... I don't think he's made a movie this thoughtful or thought-provoking. And it's really sweet. And I'm I'm not opposed to it winning Best Picture in the slightest. Now, okay, so I do have a question. Everything that we said about Once Upon a Time, do you think any of the Bruce Lee backlash will play a role if it doesn't win? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think that was a very small majority of people, and by small majority, I mean his family. I don't think anyone else was watching that and saying, Oh wow, this is really disrespectful to Bruce Lee. And no, you're just you're it's not yeah. that. And once you see the movie as a whole, you realize why it was there mm -hmm. in the first place. Because not only did Bruce Lee train Margot or uh, Sharon Tate mm -hmm. for that, she you know he also trained uh, Jay Sebring. But also, like I looked this up, it is real. He trained both of them frequently. But also, it shows. What a badass Cliff Booth was. That is why that scene was in He's there. He's so effortless in everything yeah. he does. Yeah, Cliff Booth beats yeah. Bruce. You don't see him struggle He doesn't once. even really beat Bruce Lee's ass, but he is a worthy adversary. He goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with Yes, him. exactly. Yeah. As if it were nothing. But, but if you remember, Crystal, when we, when we, we did, did the show. Our episode, yeah, and, I, and when we brought it up. We had that whole long discussion about it. And I said, is it, is, okay, was that really what happened or is that just cliff booth you know in his exactly. own mind envision yeah what people are thinking that tarantino is trying to rewrite history it's just it's his story it's like i don't mm -hmm. understand i don't know i don't get it 
So I, I wonder if they have a problem with uh, you know him shooting Hitler to pieces and then blowing him up. Yeah, exactly. Clearly that didn't happen. But. That's what no, he because does. everyone hated him. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, they did make Jojo Rabbit. They love Hitler. It's know. not like that. Uh, you just have to see. You have Hollywood, to see the no, no, Hollywood. No, no. What I mean is Hollywood has this weird relationship when it comes to Hitler. That's they, true. They, 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 they have this weird. <laughs> yeah, boys but, try pajamas. No, but seriously, uh, see, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, movie. They have this. Uh-huh. They have this weird relationship when it comes to Hitler. That they do. That they do. Um, but okay. And for the last one. Um, best picture drama. We have The Irishman, Marriage Story, 1917, Joker, and The Two Popes. Uh, hmm. Me personally. No, no, just, oh, just, Oh, good. I, was, oh, good. I don't really think anything was snubbed here, except Ford versus Ferrari. And you I, think it should take the two popes? Yeah, but I haven't seen it yet, so I can't really say. And I haven't seen 1917 either, but I'm sure it's great. Um, so yeah, that's that's about all I have on that for now. Um, I will say that I have only seen Joker and The Irishman. I'm probably just gonna straight up watch Marriage Story after this. Because I, all this talking about it, I don't know if I can wait till tomorrow. Even though I have to get up at fucking 3 a.m., I'm still probably just going to stay up and watch Oh, are you going to bed? <laughs> I'm trying. I forgot about that. No, not right now. I, I'm, no, I'm watching Marriage Story after this. I've already, I can't keep talking okay. about it. Okay. No. Is that why you put on your socks? <laughs> yeah, that's why I put on my socks. That's exactly why I put them on. So are you, waiting for him to, are you waiting for it to knock them off? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it will. I'm waiting to pull them off and rub, my, and rub my face with it them. It is a ride. Um, But... I think, my, my, well, right now I'm going with The Irishman. I haven't seen Marriage Story yet, and I have seen Joker. Uh, I do think 1917 is going to be super compelling as well, and I'm always into that that sort of movie. And yeah. Sam mm-hmm. Mendes has been great in the past, so why wouldn't he be great now? But The Irishman is just like, I haven't stopped thinking about it since I've seen it. I, I It makes me happy that I was able to see it, and that I was alive for this, and that they were alive for this. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm... We're living in a great time. I was happy to see it on the big screen. I felt really flattered for me and Martin Scorsese to experience that together on our birthday. Yeah, on your joint birthday. Yes. It was really special. And I also saw Ford versus Ferrari on that day as well. Um, maybe that's why I love it so much. I don't know. <laughs> but I really do. It's so good. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Um, but, Jack, anything? No, I was going to say uh, the Irishman. Sweet. I think everyone that has fallen in love with that movie, even people that I know that watch movies, they don't watch movies like that, but even they watch it. That's, that's what we were saying. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's got a bit of something for everybody. It's, it's got that Wolf of Wall Street, Scorsese thing, where a lot of his movies don't catch on. I mean, they, they all do well, or most of them do well. It's mm-hmm. just that, you know, not all of them pick up to the, to the big audience, but I guess... They had that idea with Netflix. So like, you know, everyone's got Netflix, so they're going to see it. And then everyone heard about how good it was. And even though it was three and a half hours, 24 million people watched it on Netflix in yeah. the first week. What 
To me, what really sells that movie as well as it does is it's really moving half hour, like the last half hour. It's just really, like, everything else that leads up to it is tremendous, but that in particular makes it special. Like, it's like the kind of movie Martin Scorsese has been building toward his entire career. Yes. And it just, it really caps off everything wonderfully. Yeah. I, I know we haven't, I know we've already said that, you know, we've never seen a gangster movie like this, but, and that's true. I've never seen a gangster movie like this, no. but, or like, you know, a crime family movie like this, but it's not even just the whole crime thing. It's just the sort of brotherhood and the bond that like these people have. And then like the different dynamics between, you know, you know Robert De Niro's character and Al Pacino's character is different from Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro. You feel that yeah. shit. And it's like, you feel how strong all this is. And like, even when they're not talking, that's what I said about Robert De Niro earlier. He's just sitting across from Joe Pesci while he's telling him something. And just looking at Robert De Niro's face, you can already read everything that he's feeling because, mm-hmm. because I don't think Irishman can be any shorter than it already is. Or it couldn't short. be. No. It couldn't be. And it, you need every part of that story. It's a character's movie. Mm-hmm. And it's if you didn't, if you had it any shorter, those characters in the impact wouldn't be there. And to me, uh, like as he said, Robert De Niro's acting in this film is amazing with the things he doesn't say. Like the scene, ah, there's one scene in particular where I'm, I, you can tell how he feels. Is it when? And what he's feeling. Yeah. I, and I won't say for the people who haven't seen it, but you can really feel Robert De Niro's Is it emotion. When he's sitting in the car? Yeah. yeah. You can feel Robert De Niro's emotion and his fear and his sadness from just the look on his face. It's so good. And honestly. Oh, sorry. We're going to say something. No, no. I was just going to mention about, you know. I'm pretty sure both of you heard about the whole backlash in regards to oh Anna Paquin doesn't have more. Oh seven my gosh! Lines. It's like miss me with she did. Jet. I know. It's like, did you not pay attention to her character when she was a little girl? She didn't talk a lot. That's either. the whole point. There's a reason for that. Exactly. And, and all six of her lines mean something. Mm-hmm. When she opens her mouth, it means something because she doesn't talk hardly any in the entire mm-hmm. movie. So it's just as powerful. And it makes sense for, okay, if you're paying attention, why was she close to Jimmy and she talked to Jimmy, but she didn't to her own dad? And yeah, dad, yeah. Uh, Joe Pesci's character. There's a reason for that. Just pay Russell. attention. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Russell. Yeah, yeah, she did not like Russell. You know, from, you know, from when she's a little girl, she does not like Russell. And there's something about him that rubs her the wrong way. And even as an adult, you should, the reason why she does uh, ah! I can't I talk about these fucking yeah. Ah! yeah. It's okay. Regardless, the Irishman's winning this. If I'm wrong, then fuck me. But <laughs> if that's the thing, though, I think the Irishman and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are the two lead. The contenders. Irishman is going to do a full Return of the King this year. I don't see it. <laughs> I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to stop you there because, as much as I'd love it, I think it's going to do a Mad Max. I think it will be a Best Picture Director split. Okay. It's been happening a lot lately, and in this case, I think Martin Scorsese will finally win that long-overdue second Oscar, and Quentin Tarantino will win Best Picture for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. However, come the Golden Globes, who knows? Maybe they'll go with Marriage Story. 
Maybe they'll go with Jojo Rabbit. I don't know. But two popes. What? The two popes. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they'll really, really, I mean, I can tell they really the love Meg. the two popes. <laughs> yeah. The Dark Knights. <laughs> We're going to not make movies from years ago. 21 Bridges. Well, well, you know, we got, well, we got two. Well, <laughs> so, Lion King, uh, Little Women, who knows? The Lion King, yes. That animated feature. <laughs> The live-action <laughs> yeah. live animated film, which it was. But, um, yeah. So, um, that about concludes it. Two and a half hours. Ah, to me, I thought this was going to be like an hour-long thing. But you know what? There was a lot of fucking material it's here. It's a packed year. It is a packed year. And I'm excited. I'm excited for good movies to be nominated again. Hashtag make the Oscars great again. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there we go. Yeah, okay, now it's officially time. To yep. <laughs> I mean, well, we're coming in an hour less than what um what the Irishman is. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are at we're about as long as the future Golden Globe slash Oscar winner Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Who? Yeah, we're about that long. It's like three fifteen, right? What? <laughs> Two and a half hours. We're getting there. I started this thing at seven. Okay. All right. Um. Well, that's it. Okay. That's all I got. Um, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Hopefully you all can take notes, and hopefully I'm right, as always. And uh, yeah, that's it. Cut the feed. <laughs> you want to close this out, Christian? I got. I got nothing. I said enough. (laughs) 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 Thank you. Good night. Yep, there we go. That's perfect. You need to take your time if you really tryna know me. They tryna be Danny Man, these bitches tryna clone me. Time.